Hello! Welcome to a new episode of Reality Breached. Uh, I'm your host, Sergio. Uh, still still coming to you from the the like the doldrums of of my of my dwelling as as I quarantine or or at least lock down for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'm here this time with uh with Alden Kirkland. How's it going, man? Hey, it's well. It's going going pretty well. Uh, you, I'm doing doing the same. Down? Yeah, I'm staying locked down uh, as much as possible. Uh, whereas um, we get sick of cooking, so we go and get something to eat, or our trips to uh, Walmart to you know find things to snack and you know things to do while we're in here. But yeah, everything's pretty good. Well, that's good. Dude, that's good. Walmart is a tragedy to go to now. Like, I hate going to it. And <laughs> well, I've always, I've always hated going to Walmart to begin with. And like now, I really hate it. Yeah, yeah. Tra- <laughs> like Walmart was already a tragedy. So, <laughs> like, add really an actual tragedy on top of it. Yeah, it's all, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. I would love to go to Kroger and see what that's like. But I also don't want to go to Kroger to see what Kro- that's like. Kroger's not that bad. Okay. It's not that bad. Like, there's there's stuff that just isn't perpetually out of stock. But other than that, it's it's humans are using, that, are using that business. So un, un, unlike Walmart, where it's just s- savages. Savages? <laughs> okay, okay, but that's enough quarantine talk. We have a lot to cover. Yeah, um, a lot of cover. Some of you might remember uh, back in December uh, when the decade ended, uh, back in, in 2019, back in a more hopeful time. <laughs> Which is crazy because we were so hopeful about 2020. 2020 yeah, was man. Really such a great year. We just, we really thought so. And it just, it, no. <laughs> like like 2020 has very quickly just turned into a car that's on fire rolling down the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, me and Alton sat down and we recorded uh, two very long podcasts about the top our personal top 20 albums of that decade. And we had such a good time doing it that at the end we were like, dude, we should do this for the aughts. Ugh. You know. 2000 through the aughts. Never never heard of the aughts? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what you call like 2000 through 2009, the aughts. Oh, Oh. okay. Sorry, sorry. Only people with refined palates know that. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't have a refined palate. I'm sorry. (laughs) I, I, you know what? What a piece of shit I am. It's fine. It's fine. I prefer that you not. <laughs> Moving on. But yes, we we decided to, I don't know what it was that he, we decided to do uh, some for other years. It's great. Yes, yes. And and that's what this is. This is this is us uh, discussing our favorite albums of the 2000s. Is that, is that a better way to put it? Yeah, I figured that's where you're gonna go because that's what's usually called. Look, the only people who call it the 2000s are Walmart shoppers. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, that hurt me really badly. <laughs> uh, I go to Target we... sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's a couple things I want to talk about before we dive into our lists. Just just kind of bounce off of it. This was a very very hard for me to do. Um as 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 some of you some of you may know, every year I I I organize a list of my favorite 10 albums for the year. And I have these lists that go all the way back to like 92 or whatever. And looking at those lists in the past like 48 hours, it was very daunting. To, to be like, I've got to cut this down to 20? What? Yeah. And uh, after after cutting it down to 20, it was obvious two albums weren't going to make it. And I feel very bad for not including them. 
But if we're talking my personal favorite for the past, you know, during that decade, neither of them really fall into that category. But I feel like they need to be mentioned. I kind of want to know what they are. Uh, The first one, and you're going to kick my ass for this, is A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. I panic at the disco. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I love that album. I do. I love it start to finish. But if we're talking the what albums am I most likely to pick up and listen to from that decade, I I find it hard to go back to. Okay. okay. You know, it's fantastic. And I and, and uh, I don't, honestly, I don't feel this. I just I'm trying to be what's the word? Uh, empathetic. There you go. I'm, yeah, they're, they're, they're very empathetic. There's at least three Panic! at the Disco albums I would listen to before that one. Okay, okay, I see that. I feel that. Okay, at least three. So, with that said, I uh, would like to officially apologize to Panic! the Disco. You're not on this list, and... Brennan at the Disco. Just Brennan at the Disco. Yeah, Brennan at the Disco. Uh, Or the... I just call it the Brendan Urie Project. That's exactly what it is. Uh, the, other album, other is. Uh, the, the other one is an album that is probably the most influential rock album of the decade. Oh, my God. You're going to say it. I know what you're going to say. I don't think uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you will. OK, be- be- because every single concert I go to now that is like an indie artist, like an indie rock band Every one of them is trying their damnedest to sound like the Killers. Oh, yeah. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. I didn't that think, does I didn't... make sense. Okay. The Killers' hot fuss is fucking great. The downside is, is it falls apart after, like, track seven. Yeah. Just, just completely falls off a cliff. But if we're talking the first five tracks, might be the most perfect piece of art in that style from that decade yeah so i would like to apologize to the killers it's when i got into the killers too that is that's when i got into the killers when they put out that album but yeah i definitely see like it it falling apart towards the end yeah 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 Uh, so so just know that i like you but you're not good enough for this list The, the, the last thing that I want to say before we actually get to the numbers is I, talk, I talked to Reed, you know, you know, because I'm always talking to Reed. And, and I mentioned that we were doing this and, and Reed is the farthest thing from a music person you can possibly have. <laughs> like he'll he'll t- he'll text me. He literally texted me yesterday and said, who covered that song Chandelier? What? That was the entirety of his text. Who covered that song <laughs> Chandelier? How the fuck am I supposed to know? <laughs> and I'm like, Sia? Question mark? I don't fucking know. Sia wrote this. I'll go. <laughs> like, it's not a cover. <laughs> then his follow-up text was, well, it was sung by some girl. So, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I'm not trashing Reed right now. Just know that that's the deck that he's playing with. I am. Reed mean to me, dude. <laughs> I'm trashing Reed. He's mean to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't know that he's being mean. Uh huh. I that's, think he that's, does. That's what it is. Uh, but but his question when I mentioned this list is so how many Eminem albums are going to be on it? And my immediate response was none, buddy. So okay, Eminem was on my list, um, and so I did this thing where I put the because of course Eminem had. Two, three albums that came out in 2000 and 2009, um, which was, well, he still had the Slim Shady, but I don't consider the Slim Shady. I think that's, I think that's right. Yeah, the Slim Shady came out in 1999, yeah. uh, but the Marshall Mathers LP came out in 2000. The Eminem Show came out in 2002, and then you have uh, Encore that came out in like 2000. Four or five. Okay. Yep. And of course, I put all three of those albums together, those albums together, and I said, which one is my favorite of the three? And immediately I went to 
um, the Martian Mathers LP. And the reason, and the reason I took it off is it didn't age well. No, fuck no, it It did not age. It did not age well. And so like now I've gotten, I've gotten to the part where, uh, kind of the way that you feel about the killers. Like now some of these songs fall apart towards the end, like now listening to it. And I was like, yeah, I got to take this off. Now, if it, if I was to put one on there now, um, but just to put Eminem on my list would be would be between the Eminem show or Encore, and I would really push towards um, push towards Encore because that's when he started to really change. Um, see, I didn't like Encore at all, at all. Yeah, and see, it's so different. It's so different from it's so different from the Marshall Mathers LP, and like uh, my dad's going crazy on this. Uh, the Eminem show was like it was so. That's the transition. So the Eminem show, uh, my dad's going crazy, is encore, one hundred percent. Like that's encore. And then like stuff like um, uh, I can't even think of like cleaning out my closet. That is the Marshall Mathers LP, which is why I didn't, I wouldn't have chose the, the Eminem show is because it's such a, it's so between the two of them. Yeah. That yeah. that sometimes like the Eminem show might not last if the if the Martian Mathers LP didn't age well, the Eminem show may not may not age well either. Yeah, it's it's probably his most polished work. Yeah, it's definitely his most polished work. But as far as like it it aging, I think Encore is going to age the best of the three, uh, and that's saying something. Interesting, interesting. Like I toyed I toyed with putting him on the list, but I I, I have to go back to what am I most likely to just pick up and play. Yeah. You know? and, and it won't and, be, it won't be those albums. Right. And, and uh, uh, another thing about this list that really was hard to do was how am I constructing this list? Am I, am I constructing it uh, based on Sergio in 2020 or am I constructing this list based on Sergio in two, uh, 2009? Like, yeah. cause, cause, cause back then I, you know, I had slightly different taste in music I, I placed more value on certain artists that nowadays I don't think twice about. Yeah, and that, I think that's the way I did it too. Is like, where am I now? And like, uh, getting out the the nostalgic uh, feeling of the album and just saying, okay, this is a good album. Right. Uh, and so I think that's that's where also where I was, and that that's when I came to the recollection of the the Marshall Mathers LP. It didn't age well, which is when I really started. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Okay, then then, then we're kind of both on the same page. Mm-hmm. That that's a fantastic place to start. And you being the guest on the show, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, so. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it. But I did have 21, and it was One Republic's uh, Dreaming Out Loud album. That was my 21, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, this is a great album." And then I was like, "Oh, this is 21. I can take this off." And I didn't feel any remorse about taking it off and it being 21. <laughs> I didn't feel it at all. I was like, "Okay, this is gonna go. I feel this." And like, I think it was more or less like, "This is great," but it's also nostalgic. So I didn't feel bad about taking it off. But I would have been really upset if I took off Justin Nazuka's Holly album. Um, it's when I really started to feel other genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I heard the, um, what is it called? After Tonight. And it was like on MTV Jams, like early in the morning and late at night. Uh, I heard it and it was like a folk song. And I was like, I kind of like this. Uh, and then listening to it, it's got a lot of storytelling into it. So I really love that album. And it was released, I think, 2007, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's what Wikipedia 2008. Says. 2008, yeah. Well, it depends on if, if we're talking United Kingdom or United States. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. from, like, he's from here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, hey, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. Oh, it doesn't matter. But yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the right I decade. I love it. So good I love job. It. So it's kind of folky. Like I don't know anything about this dude. 
Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's like it's like folky, but it is if John Mayer wasn't mainstream. So that's your number twenty. That is my number twenty. Awesome. Justin Nazuka's Holly. Uh, let's move on to my number twenty because you know we okay. got to keep these peppy. Got to got to yeah. keep them going. Um, my number twenty is. Sticks and Stones by Newfound Glory. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Newfound Glory. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good Newfound Glory. Shut your hole. The new Newfound Glory, God sucks, man. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> maybe this is this maybe. is back when their songs were still being written by a pedophile. I don't know if I like it anymore. <laughs> Long, awkward silence there. Awesome. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, Sticks and Stones is like, like it's not necess- It's not t- technically their breakout album, but it's like the stepping stone. <laughs> yeah. B- b- between like pure pop punk and like more mainstream, like almost Green Day-esque style pop punk. Yeah. And yeah. it's start to finish it's fucking phenomenal uh i i had a, a miniature like little fight in my brain over which album to include on this because i almost put catalyst okay but i i feel like catalyst songs like it has two or three songs that are better than anything that's on sticks and stones but as a whole it's not as good okay yeah that makes that makes sense yeah, it does. Yeah. Sticks yeah. and Stones is sick, though. Sticks and Stones is good. Yeah. Really, really good. Okay, that's my number 20. What's your number 19? Okay. My number 19, and hear me out, would have been closer to my number one, but originally i think we talked about it on the uh on the decade one where we talked about kid cuddy's man on the moon and i told you that i can't listen to two without listening to one and i can listen to one without listening to two i actually really love two more than i love one which is why number 19 is man on the moon i'm confused so man on the moon 2 didn't come out until 2011 which would have been in my top like top 10. Okay. But okay. Man on the Moon makes 19 uh, because uh, I, I love two more than I love one. Gotcha. But I, do, gotcha. I do love okay. them. I just don't love them equally any longer. All right. All right. That makes sense. And uh, originally I, I was like, I think I can, I think I can still love them the same. Uh, but I think, you know, once looking at the albums and listening to them, Separately, like, Cuddy's on a different mood in Man on the Moon 2, and I just, like, I feel that more than I feel Man on the Moon. Now, Man on the Moon gave me uh, uh, Heart of a Lion, which was a theme for me for a long time, uh, but it doesn't it doesn't save the album in bringing it to the top ten to me. Okay, okay. Fantastic album. Just not in my top ten any longer. Oh man, so much shade being thrown right now. How? How? <laughs> <laughs> I thought your shit was good at one point, but you know, no, it is shit it's, it's changes. Great. Now it's just it's a, good, not it's great. It's a great album. It's a great album. It's just, it two just hits harder to me. It just hits harder. Okay. Okay. What about you? What is your 19? My number 19 is uh, Katy Perry's One of the Boys. Oh, when you when she kissed the girl and she liked it. Y- yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and if I'm if I'm being completely honest, I was completely in love with Katy Perry for like two years after this album came out. Yeah, just just I've listened to it nonstop. It's it's one of the very first female albums that I was just absolutely obsessed with. And I, that sounds really bad cuz I was it's 2008 so I was what 25. Yeah. 
so I get a color me sexist. I don't know. It's just, as a child, I didn't listen to a lot of ladies. As no, I get older, I, mean, I think as, that's as something that we subconsciously do, like younger. Yeah, I mean, we're southern, so. So so as I've gotten older, I've you know adopted a lot more you know women art female artists, uh, but one of the boys is. It is very different from everything that comes after it. It's very bootstrapsy. Ooh, bootstrapsy. You know, like we're going to 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 to, to try to hit a grand slam. Like we're going to put every every possible drop of effort that we have been, you know, that she had been working on for a decade, and it shows in that album. Because every single yeah. song seems so personal and so just intimately crafted. Yeah, that I forgot about that album. I mean, I didn't forget about it. I just um, there's a "You're So Gay" on it, mm-hmm. which was so controversial uh, for for that because it's like the lyrics that she had. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> gay people were really upset about that. It's like you're so gay you don't even like boys. What do you mean, Katie? What do you mean? It's like listen to the song. <laughs> like listen to the song. <laughs> it's it's very clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like there it's not a fucking metaphor. Yeah. You say you you say you were 25 when that when that album came out? Yes. I know I'm old. Shut up. I was in high school. <laughs> I know. I know. I loved it. I loved it too. Me and uh, me and my friend Ariel, uh, we loved that album because we loved how like how pissed off it made people about. She made two queer songs and was on like the top 100 with both of them. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking love it. All right. Number your number. Wait. What are we on? You're on number 18, right? 18. 18. Uh, my 18 is going to be Destiny's Child, Destiny's Fulfilled, which really? is their last album that they did together. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I think it was it was such a different thing for them to do, uh, whereas it was... And I think at this time, they were like, 24 25 and you would swear that they were I, <laughs> you would swear that they were like 30 40 writing these songs um but it was i think they were like 20 23 to like 25 when they when they wrote this album um and like kelly was going through a lot of tr- uh, turmoil and stuff and so they got back together and wrote some songs and they took a different outlook on it rather than it being very r&b it was very hip-hop influenced so they had um they had people like uh guru the producer guru he did some stuff on it and uh pharrell did some stuff on it and it was very hip-hop influenced so it was a really different turn from them uh coming from like their album survivor uh, and yeah. everyone knows that, like that. I'm a survivor. I'm not gonna give. And it was very poppy, but this was different. This was very different. So that made my that made my uh, number eighteen. Cool. I I, I again, D- Destiny Child was very much a a uh, like l- late high school, all of college thing for me. Mm-hmm. So, so d- despite me not being into R and B, a lot of their songs are still very close to my formative psyche. So, what I'm saying is good choice. Thank you. I appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I don't. I, you know, you, you your number eighteen was Destiny's Child. I don't know if there is a more opposite artist that I could put on this list um but my number 18 is avenged sevenfold that's yeah yeah that might be it that might be it <laughs> <laughs> that might be the opposite of that's michelle <laughs> <Avenged Sevenfold. laughs> 
I think you so, did it. Yes, woohoo! <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna come clean. I don't actually like Avenge Sevenfold. Like they, they did they, not age well. They, they yes, their style of music has not aged well. Th- their talent has not ascended like most artists do. Like they're not getting better at writing songs. Uh, their big breakout hit, what was it, Bat Country? Mm-hmm. Like that was novel, but it was very much an of the moment song. Like they just happened to have the exact song that the world needed at that moment. Yeah. And I and I and I dig it. Like I, I dig some stuff off that album, but that's not what I have on my list. My the one on my list is their next one, their self titled album that, that that uh that came out in was it oh seven? Yeah, I think that one has uh yeah. What song is it? Where they talk about the eat it, eat it, eat it. <laughs> what song is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, 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 no. That that's <clears throat> that. There's like a country song on the album. Like they get really weird, and they they actually stretch their legs after City of Evil. And I, I thought that it was like a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It seemed less immature. It seemed like they were carving their own path. And then with everything after that, they just kind of reverted to just garbage white person music. <laughs> So we, Hunter and I did a, uh, we did a live podcast with um, with Melvin, uh, yeah. the Rogue's Dent, and we talked about cock rock and army metal, and he was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "Think about it. Think about what cock rock is or what arm mm-hmm. like army brides listen to." And he was like, "Oh, like corn and a very sevenfold." I was like, "Yes, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly what it is." Yeah, yeah, and and like this this one album is like this weird beacon of hope right in the middle. It's like, hey, these yeah. guys are kind of talented and cool, and then it just evaporated immediately. But for a sh- one shining moment, they were fucking amazing. A Little Piece of Heaven, that's the name of that song. Uh, they talk about eating hearts in that song. Yes, yes, and the country song is right after that, the, the Dear God. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Sure is. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that song is there. That that album is banging, and it's aged well. Like if if you if you listen to it, it's aged very well. Yeah, it's still it's still pretty good. Now, I've gone back and listened to like stuff from Nightmare, uh, and like there's some stuff I like on it, like yeah. songs. Like I like the song Nightmare, um, but that album didn't age well either. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's it's so weird how bad the rest of their stuff is. Like they should go on tour with Asking Alexandria because they have not aged well either. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> what is your number seventeen? Number seventeen. You're going to be surprised. Be surprised. My number seventeen is all time lows. Nothing personal. I am surprised that it's so low. It's so low, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. There are some songs on it that I I feel that could have been better, um, and like not like that they fall they fall off they just don't sit well like the rest of the albums do towards the top. Yeah. Um, and of course, like if I would have put something in my top ten, it would have been Dirty Work. Um, I know people hate that. But um, there Fuck is it. dirty work is great. They can eat a dick. Dirty work, dirty work is great. Um, but yeah, it's it it made number seventeen um, because of there's and looking up my track list. I'm glad I did this on my computer as well because I'm looking up the track list too. Uh, nothing personal. So like, hello Brooklyn. Is such a great pop punk song, uh, but doesn't hit as hard as like "Damned If I Do." Damned, Damned If I Do is just a Butch Walker song. Like, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking great, but it is it's a Butch Walker song. But like "Hello, Hello Brooklyn," it is it doesn't it doesn't sit next to "Waitlist" to me. It doesn't sit next to Stella. 
Uh, and so, like, there are songs like that that I felt that could have been just a tad bit better, which would have made it into my top ten. Yeah, and and I did I did not include nothing personal on my list at all. Of course, you didn't. Uh, like, <laughs> that, that, I love it. I, not, I do. That's that's not surprising, and I'm pretty it, sure there's nothing personal there. No, no. Like the thing is, is <laughs> like I. Every single album they've released after Nothing Personal, except for Future Hearts, has been better than Nothing Personal. I thought you liked Future Hearts. It's no, you 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 didn't you didn't love it. It was the other one that you uh, the one that came after the last. Don't panic is great. The Renegades. And also, yes, yeah. Again, you're just naming stuff that's better than this album. So. As much as I love Weightless, we can skip it, move on. Weightless is like the Weightless has got to be like top ten songs for me, dude. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I'll give you that. So, so I support your decision. What is your seventeen? Um, I'm gonna kind of stick in the same vein. Like, like a, a lot of these at, at the bottom of my list are kind of in the same genre. Uh, this one, this one is uh, the Sound of Madness by Shinedown. Um, I love you. You know that, Why? right? I love you. Oh, okay. Okay. Gross. Did you say gross? <laughs> I hate Shinedown, dude. I just do. I just like, really dislike them. They're in the same boat as saliva to me. Oh, dude. No. <laughs> no. I just do not like... I do not like Shinedown. Like... It's, uh, that I mean, just tells I, me you haven't actually you. listened to a lot of Shinedown. I don't like, want to. Like, yes, they they, they are a post grunge, like alt alt rock band or alt metal band or whatever you want to fucking call it. But they're it's 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 like a refined Nickelback. However, uh-huh. however, I know that isn't really a compliment, but <laughs> they, unlike other artists in that specific genre like a breaking benjamin or a a cedar or a papa roach there is like a there's an underbelly of positivity to most of your music okay if you're going at if you're going at that angle then fine i'll live with that and brent smith is one of the best singers in rock period Chris and, and, and that's just that that's an objective truth like fucker is amazing i think chris daughter is there but he's he's, he's fine too but chris daughter just doesn't write good music <laughs> that's all I, yeah no he does he does he has a couple things he has a couple things but i think i think chris daughter has one of the greatest voices in rock music i can i can i can get over that him and like miles kennedy yeah um, but like I can understand you not liking the genre of music they make because that genre has kind of been just beaten to the fucking like thrown to the wolves and eaten alive for the past 20 years. Yeah. But for what it is, it's amazing. And the sound of the sound of madness is a seminal piece of, of art from the 2000s, at, at least in that genre. OK. I still love you. And I respect <laughs> <laughs> number 16 let's let's a uh, palate cleanser okay so this is when i thought you were going to what album that you took off uh-huh and it was lincoln parts hybrid fairy oh god i love hybrid theory so much <laughs> so much man 16 and is hybrid theory for me like my weird cognitive inability to load this list up with a bunch of the same artists uh-huh is what yeah. kept, is what kept that album from making this top 20 that's the only thing now i chose i chose lincoln parks lincoln parks uh hybrid theory was because um when hybrid theory came out uh, of course i wasn't i wasn't even into this kind of music at the time when it came out but I remember the impact that it can, that it gave. Um, you know, them doing reanimation with Jay Z, uh, or 
um, a song with Busta Rhymes. Like they were so close to what hip hop was. Um, I just didn't get it at the age. Dude, and when I re- reanimation when I is low key it, genius. Oh yeah, absolutely. Low like, is not low, like very high key reanimation is high key genius. <laughs> like, like they had no business being on the same album as the talent that they pulled for that album. Yeah. At least at that but point in their career. It was it was it was so when I got into Lincoln Park, which was when they put out um a thousand sons uh-huh. and a lot of people don't like that album but that was that album was very um what's what what do coheed and cambria love to make what kind of albums they love to make uh, concept album concept yeah so it was a concept album and it was about robot apocalypse and that's why i loved it i loved a thousand songs because it was about a robot apocalypse um it's awesome it is yeah and when I remember working at Hot Topic and the guy was like, I just don't like this album because when I got into Lincoln Park, you know, uh, when he was like, shut up when I'm talking or I forget what the lyric is. uh, And I was like, I kind of want to hear that. And that's when I got it. So I was like, holy shit, this is absolutely better than a thousand sons. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely better than a thousand sons. Uh, but yeah, it hit me like a train, man. Uh, so I, this is the album I was like, oh no, please don't take this off of your list. But come to find <laughs> out, it didn't even make yours. Like, and the, again, there's more Linkin Park coming up, so don't worry about that. Um, but there, I'm, I'm pretty sure I listened to Hybrid Theory so much my senior year that there is still some left in my veins. <laughs> Like th- that is that's how how close I am to that album. So I applaud you, good sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Golf claps. Uh, my number sixteen is Hailstorm. Hailstorm. That is That's a lady. Or I uh, she's Okay, yeah. Fronted by a lady. Okay. I I don't know why I immediately went to uh hate breed. And I think they, because I think they have an album called Hailstorm. I could be wrong. It's that's possible. Um, it's and and Hailstorm, they're not one of those artists that has been around since way before you would expect them to have been around. Like they've been around since '97, mm-hmm. but Jesus. they didn't have long, a major long. label album until 2009. Like they just worked their fucking ass off for a decade and finally scored probably the best female rock album of the decade. And it's it, p- picture Pat Benatar where most of the songs are about fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it does have some post grunge in there. Uh, and there's some, some, it's kind of metal. It's kind of traditional. If, if we're, if we're talking genre, uh-huh. but that album is flawless start to finish. They and, don't and, and have I, anything I, on Apple Music. I mean, they have they don't have any old stuff on Apple Music. It's just more than newer stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The the, 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 the one I'm referring to is Hailstorm, just the album okay, Hailstorm. Okay, here it is. It came out 2009, and then they put out an anniversary yep. uh, in 2019. But, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, like... It's 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 so good, so good. I, f- I find myself listening to it more than I would admit, because <laughs> I, b- because I don't see them as like a top tier rock band in that like genre. Mm-hmm. But somehow I end up listening to this all the damn time. Oh, albums you may also like: Stone Sour, Shine Down. Oh, Seven Dust, <laughs> <laughs> Thousand Foot Crunch, Stay, and Sevenfold oh. Nightmare. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, see? See? <laughs> Let's move on. What's number, your number 15? <laughs> My number 15 is Dance Gavin Dance's uh, first LP. 
Downtown Battle Mountain Part 1 with the piece of shit that we all know as Johnny Craig. I Gavin Dance. Dance, Gavin Dance, Downtown Battle Mountain. The first one, not the second one. Okay. Um, this was when I really started to... Um, I remember listening to Dance, Gavin Dance. I was at work. And they were like, man, this album sounds so good. And then it sounds like hell all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's John Mess. <laughs> um, because like Johnny Craig has this, he has this powerful blue-eyed soul voice. Um, and then you have John Mess, who does some of the best unclean vocals to me. Um, and sometimes the the sometimes the songs are about they they put nonsense words together to make really great um, imagery. Okay. Um. So like, even the the last song on that album is surprise. We're all surprise. I'm from Cuba. We all have one brain. <laughs> <laughs> um and then there's stuff like uh so that that was such a broad statement i mean not broad statement like a direct statement of like don't be like everyone else but then there's things like it's safe to say that you dig the back seat and that's about like strippers and whores and like uh let loose people and i'm like okay i feel this album and it's just it has such a fluctuation between R&B and metal. That's why, like, I love it so much. That's cool. It's 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 weird that, <clears throat> considering the music I listen to, I have just I've never crossed paths with Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, I'm it's, noticing it's, it's that people odd. hate them, and I hate them for hating them, and I, I love <laughs> them. I love them. <laughs> they're in my they're they're in my my top now. Like. Uh, whenever I think about bands that I absolutely love, like Dance Game and Dance is up there. Okay. All right. Your 15 is. Uh, and this one hurt me to put so far down on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it it deserves to be in the top 10. I just couldn't justify putting it ahead of any of the other ones. And it's, uh, yeah. it's Incubus's Morning View. Incubus yeah. didn't make any of my list. Yeah, I, I I am a huge I know Incubus, you are Incubus fan, just fucking huge. And Morning View is one of like is one of those albums that is more important than people realize. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's my favorite Incubus album. My favorite is probably Science or Make Yourself. Okay. So. Going back to kind of my incubus stuff. Okay. Yeah. And you chose yeah. you chose Morning View? Morning View, yeah. Okay. Um uh, because if I look at the rest of their production for that decade, like Light Grenades is great. Uh A Crow Left of the Murder is <laughs> probably their worst album. So the the default one to put on this list is Morning View. And I love Morning View. I have nothing bad to say about it. I just everything above this album, I feel yeah. more more like uh, passion for. Yeah. That, that so yeah. so don't don't take this as as some sort of me shitting on Incubus. I'm, I'm actively apologizing. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't feel that. <laughs> so, I love you, Incubus. <clears throat> You'll be higher when we do the 90s, I promise. (laughs) Have fun being at number 15, Incubus. Good job. (laughs) So, what is your number 14? Uh, My number 14 is Paramore's Brand New Eyes. Ew. I I knew you were going to fucking pick Brand New Eyes. Yeah, of course I was. Um, And of course, I, I had the option to use uh, all we know is falling, riot, and brand new eyes. But I chose brand new eyes. Um, it was it was when Haley was really hurt, 
yeah. um, by the brothers. Uh, and so, and I thought it was such a bold thing to do, man. Like, it's such a kick in the face to write an album about the people that are in a band with you, and then they go on tour. About, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very Fleetwood Mac is what it is. Yeah. It was like, man. And they, 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 they dealt with it for a long time, like, with all with her writing all of this shit about them and doing like press releases and press uh conversations and yeah these songs are about the brothers yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I, wrote, I wrote yeah absolutely i hate them at the moment and like uh, yeah that was the reason i chose it it was like so much behind the brand new eyes album and so uh she was really hurt uh with the writing and i think it just and then going back to like riot like their number one one song uh this is another thing that hunter and i we talked about and we were like uh melvin asked he said what is a what is a song that everyone loves but they shouldn't love and me and hunter (laughs) were like oh we're like uh misery business by paramore (laughs) because that out that song didn't age well no Um, no it hasn't no it didn't age well and so like to the point that they don't even performing anymore and so like trying to put that against the rest of brand new eyes, there was no way, no way that it was going to win. Well, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say this: Riot is fire, fire. It is fire, but it's also higher up on my list. So we'll get I to Riot. <laughs> I, I, we'll get to Riot. I like I just like Riot more. Like the, the the thing about brand new eyes is everything you're saying about was the reason the behind, that you didn't like it. No, no, it was like the behind the scenes. It's it's obviously a more emotional, uh, emotionally impactful album for those people that made it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if what came out of the, the 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 machine that made it is better than what they had previously made. Okay. I do love Brand New Eyes, and I considered it. It just didn't win. <laughs> okay, I'm not upset. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you're like stating your case I'm like dude I'm not upset I promise yeah alright my number 14 is Move Along All American Rejects yeah that damn album is perfect yeah and, man and, that album came uh, what is it 2005 yeah, Move Along was such a good album. Mm. Uh, Dirty Little Secret was everywhere. Oh my god! Like looking at these songs, out Dirty Little Secret was everywhere. Yeah, it was in every single teen movie for like, <laughs> a five-year period. <laughs> like was... I think they they're still putting it in teen movies as if it's a brand new song. Is it a brand new song? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the start to finish, this album is perfect. And it's 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 it, the reason it's not higher is just because I like others more. But Dirty Little Secret, Stab My Back, Move Along, It Ends Tonight, Night Drive, Top of the World, like so good, man. It just makes me wonder, like, what happened to them? Like, how did they? How were they so great and they just fell? Because even when like the, the the album after that came out, it had "Give You Hell" on it, and that was a song that was everywhere. That song yep. was everywhere, and then like that was their downfall right there. Like that album came out and it just it just fell apart. And then they tried to do um, the Beekeeper's Daughter, which was a great song. It just wasn't as good as the rest of them. Yeah, it I'm not a fan that. of that album at all. Yeah, the the rest of that album sucks. Yeah, kids in the street. That's that's the the name of the album. Yeah, it's it's like I have this theory that some bands only have three albums in them. Okay. All American All American Rejects fits into that category. Yeah, they definitely do. That's their three. That's their three. Like you don't have to listen to anything else that they've ever done. And their second album is their peak. Definitely their peak for sure. Yep. All right. That was my 14. What's your 13? My 13 is Gaga's The Fame Monster. 
Oh, okay. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, she took the world by storm, man. Uh, she did... She did the song with Beyonce. Uh, yep. she, this is this was like the height of her career when she put out the Fame Monster. Because the okay, so a lot of people, a lot of people see the Fame being her like breakout album, but it just the biggest thing that the Fame had on it was uh, like Paparazzi and Just Dance and like Poker yeah. Face and like those were really great. Uh, yeah. But you put it next to the rest of the like the grand scheme of that entire album. So she has like a she has about five out of the fifteen that's on that album. But when you go back and look at the Fame Monster, there's Bad Romance, there's Alejandro, there's uh, Telephone, there's Bad uh, Bad Romance. Like all of those, those were so they were staples for her career. And to put out an album that had nine songs and like just break records every day. Oh wow! So good. I, I guess I just blanked that part of my memory. I don't remember. I didn't remember that being its own album. Yeah, it was supposed. It was supposed to be its own album, but it was. It was like an extended version of the Fame. Yeah, and like nine tracks is enough for an album. They could have just for an album. You know, they they could have just named it the Monster. Hmm. And it'd be like side B and release it by itself. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I dude, I dig early Lady Gaga a lot. And she did she did Speechless at the Grammys with Elton John. I do she was just she was on a fucking steamboat, man. Yep. Yeah, so that one that one is my number thirteen. Now, if you can see, like, now my albums are really starting to, like, <laughs> they're starting to take hold of my emotions now. <laughs> okay, that was your 13? Um, that was my 13. What's yours? Speaking of emotional albums, uh, Blink-182's Blink-182. Okay. And it, I know it's a very controversial, controversial, like, opinion, but that is their best work okay it, I mean, at least in, in my mind you know i, I like mind. everything they've done but <laughs> that album <laughs> is where they kind of just a, a, a halfway abandoned uh pop punk and yeah they did they ad- adopted more of an emo alternative experimental like vibe mm-hmm. and i and i feel like it's an album that has never really been recreated by anyone. It's influential, but no one has just stolen from it because it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that. You know. I mean, if I was to if I was to do Blink One Eighty Two, of course I would have done Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which was on my list to begin with. Uh, it just fell. It just fell short. Yeah, yeah, and and I do love Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but their self-titled album, like, it, just listening to it feels like an artist maturing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Even I Miss You is is written well, Um, and that was, that's a song that I wouldn't have expected to be a single uh, that ended up being a single. Yeah, and like that is the song that has legs on the album. Yeah, like that's one of my favorite get get drunk and cry songs. Yeah, I have a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's fucking it's, so, listen to that album if you if you have ever liked Blink One Eighty Two or like any of their yeah, music. Yeah, I like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, listen to it. Not you. I love I'm not that talking album. to you, just, but I'm, I'm talking like okay. I was like, I love that audience. Listen to that motherfucker. If you don't like it, I kind of get it, but listen to it. You deserve you like you deserve to hear it. You deserve to cry, guys. You deserve it. Yes. <laughs> that we we me and you need to launch our own podcast and just call it the Cry Guys. <laughs> the Cry Guys. <laughs> <laughs> On a, 
on a scale of one to ten, I think this is like a curl up in the in the corner, like so, like a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really feeling the emotion of this album. Uh, what's let's see, what's next? What what number are we on? Twelve. You're number twelve. My number twelve is Danity Kane's "Welcome to the Dollhouse." Um, like your is- love for Danity Kane. Blows my fucking mind, man. I just they were so good, and fuck Diddy, man. Like he just he ruined he ruined them and Day Twenty Six, man. They they were so good. They had so much potential, and like Danity Kane just they opened they didn't open doors, but they like they pushed them down. <laughs> They pushed doors down, dude. They pushed doors down for themselves. They didn't push doors down for anyone else. They pushed doors down for themselves. Um, it was just, and going back and like listening to that album now, um, if if I if I hear literally one stanza from one verse of one song, I'm going to listen to the album for two weeks. It's just how it's gonna happen. Wow. It's just it's how it's gonna happen. I, I'm probably gonna listen to this album tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> probably gonna be what I listen to tomorrow. It just fucking blows my mind, man. They they, they came from making the band, right? I'm not crazy. They came from right? Making the band three. Yep, making the band three, and uh, day twenty six is making the band four, and then season two of making the band four also had Danny Kane in it. Oh wow, wow! And that's I, when they were on their second album. You are the only person I have ever met in person that will name drop a Danity Kane album. Yep, unironically. <laughs> yep, damn Skippy. And okay, so okay. Like, a lot of a lot of people like uh, knows Aubrey Day from being on. Um, from being on the the Trump show, what was the name of it? Uh, the Apprentice. The Apprentice. Yeah, she was on The Apprentice, and they were like, "Oh, I hate Aubrey Day. She ha- I hated her on The Apprentice." And I was like, "I love Aubrey Day. She was such a bitch and making a band." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's like the meme. It's like when you found out about Aubrey Day, when I found out about Aubrey Day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. All right, well, just keep in mind that your number 12 was fucking Danity Kane when I say that my number 12 is Seether Disclaimer. Yeah, I, I definitely believe, yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like I've I've come to terms with the fact that a lot of the music I listen to is not considered cool. Outside of anymore, like, well, <laughs> cool anymore. I don't know. They've made some pretty good music recently, but disclaimer is pretty much just a Nirvana album mm-hmm. released. What eight years after Kurt Cobain killed himself? Kurt Cobain killed himself. Well, allegedly, that's what the paperwork says. That's what the paperwork says. Yeah, yeah. So, Seether, like, they are the personification of post-grunge. They stole every single bit of their sound from Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and they just decided, since those bands have either killed themselves or aren't making good music anymore, let's just Mm -hmm. make that music. And in 2002, they released Disclaimer, which was their debut album, and it's fucking, it's a fucking banger, man. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll look into it. Yeah, you won't like it. It's, it's, it's like, it's not your <laughs> you brand. You won't like it. It's not your brand of, like, anger. <laughs> My anger. My like, anger is sad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, like your your anger comes from sadness. Seether's anger comes from traditional angry places. And it's fine. It's not like either anger is, you know, wrong. It's just different. 
and this is and and this type of music is very much what I grew up with. Yeah. So, I see that. so albums like this really scratch a, an itch that that other stuff doesn't. What's number eleven? Number eleven is the album you took off. Which one? Oh, oh, oh a fever yeah, you can't sweat out. Us. A fever you can't sweat out by Panic at the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was so hurt. I was like, man, I love that album. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, and and you know what? You, you're not wrong. It's fucking great. It it is. It is. Yeah. There's there's a lot that I can say about a fever you can't sweat out. Uh, but I think it was. It's it's so good considering how old they were when they did it. Um, and like the sound that they have, and just like. Going back to it now, like I can still listen to it. It's still good, uh, which is why it's so high on mine. Um, yeah. And of course, I wanted to put there are other there are other albums that I will put before it. Like like you said, there are better albums by Panic at the Disco that I would choose. Of course, um, I would choose um, what is the name of that album now? I anyway, would, but their third yeah. album, I would choose their third album over Vices and over Virtues. Vices and Virtues. I would choose Vices and Virtues over a few of you can't sweat out any day. Uh, but like this was still so good uh, for their age, and so it was good. I love yeah. it. Like like that album specifically gets unfairly lumped with the uh, the emo craze of that time. Mm-hmm. And while it is, you know, it has a lot of emo elements to it, it's fucking weird. Yeah, like, it is. There's there's so much, so many theatrics to it. There's techno in it. It it, it th- they really wanted to cover a lot of bases to try to set themselves apart, and it didn't work because people just think of them as the, the, one of those emo bands, or at least at yeah. that time. You know, since then they've kind of finally broken the mold. But that first album is just seen as an, uh, like one of the seminal emo albums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, my number eleven, uh, and I honestly have no idea how you feel about this band. Um, is songs about Jane by Maroon Five. I love that album. It did not make my list, but I do love that album. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Me, me and a coworker, uh, me and two coworkers. So uh, Nathan, Nathan is like this big drum nerd. And there's, it's very rare that I can get him to talk about an album that's not a jazz album. And like, oh, and he's just like, and so he's like a he pretentious goes, drum nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. So the, the thing is, he, he knows that drum nerds are like pretentious, but he's not a pretentious drum nerd. He's very he's very aware of them. Um, but this would this and one other album, which is on my list, um, is one of the albums I was able to get him to go into like Sony mode, <laughs> like <laughs> just like lose it. It was like this album is so great, and we. We argued about how this album versus literally any fucking thing that Trains put out and how Songs About Jane just fucking stomps it into the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> comparing Maroon 5 with Train is setting Train up for fucking failure. I love <laughs> a lot of Train music, but I'm not going to put them on the same fucking level as, as this album at all, ever. He kept saying like, "Man, drop to Jupiter, drop to." I don't, I don't care, I don't Dude, care. But <laughs> drops to Jupiter is is that's a fucking classic, and you don't speak ill of drops to Jupiter. Just saying. I, I do actually. No, you don't. 
I do. No ill words will be spoken. Yeah, they will. Drops Had you read hurt. the see, this is the thing. We're not ta- we're not talking about how bad Train is because they're terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible. We're not going to do this. Let's talk about your number twelve, which is songs about Jane. That's right. That's right. Oh, so, eleven. You're eleven. Let's the, talk about your eleven. Songs about my Jane. My only my only problem with songs about Jane is how it is completely like like it is white people ripping off black music at its core like 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 they reached down into <laughs> the soul of a black person and stole this album from him yeah i think that's why black people love it so much the dude she will I... be loved she will be loved is about a cheating man <laughs> yeah yeah like harder to breathe is like harder to breathe is my karaoke go-to <laughs> that's such a good album dude <laughs> it, it is it is and and of course the, their their sound has changed so much over the years and now they're just a fucking yeah. pop, pop band which is fine i still like them this album as i said there's there's some otherworldly magic happening yeah for sure for yeah. sure all right that's it for our bottom 10 yeah Let's check the clock. 1027. Uh, we are about an hour in. That sounds right. That sounds right. Right? Yeah, I mean, we, we did speed through it. We sped through it for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, if I happen to cut this here, tune in next time uh, where we go through uh, numbers 1 through 10. I think they're better albums, but as we've spoken here, obviously we have very different opinions. <laughs> Actually, my number 10 is going to infuriate you. Um, so I guess t- tune in next time or don't stick around. Or because don't stick around. Whatever we or don't stick do. around. Thank you for listening to Reality Breached. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts, the Black Pocket Podcast and the Reality Breached Local Spotlight, all available on realitybreached.com.